Dino Corolla, accept yourself. Wow. Great picture there. <laughs> <laughs> like, so where do I start? Where do I start? Where there? Oh, there. No. Hmm, let me think. <laughs> it's almost like one of those. So when when you see those words, accept yourself, what comes up for you? You know, is there a story behind that of when you didn't or yeah, there is a story of surrender. Ah. And, and as I said earlier, I, I went through my own crisis, like most people do. Maybe all everybody does at mm -hmm. a certain point in their life. And so I surrendered to the fact that um, I could allow myself to be in pain. And until I couldn't allow that, I was fighting against pain. I was uh -huh. fighting against all my fears and all the things that, you know, I thought I had to comply with, like being the strong man, being the savior, being the guy that resolves everybody's problems. And, mm -hmm. and then I completely burned out. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, right. Actually disempowered everybody around me, Ooh. my family, my friends. I disempowered everybody. There's a because, lesson, right? Oh, yeah. Mm, when you don't accept yourself you're going to disempower not just yourself but it ripples doesn't it and it does affect others it's yeah it does you don't and always fact, stop uh, and think about that yeah if, if 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 i think about you know when when there are these toxic environments in corporations yes. right? and 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 clearly it's because the leadership is toxic but toxic it's it's a, it's a word that i don't want to say toxic because you are a bad person Sure. It's toxic because you cascade down your sense of inadequacy, that which is which is exactly the same reason why you were so successful. Because pe usually people that are success successful are people that want to fill in the gap, that they mm -hmm. feel this hunger to get there somewhere, to redeem their failures, or to prove to themselves that they yeah. are they are enough. Yeah. And so and, this is really a, a lack. Yeah. And you can talk about like under ego and over ego. So the under ego doesn't, you know, become successful. And then it's like something can kind of trip your trigger. And then you go into, you know, the over ego, if you will. And, and a lot of people have built their businesses or, you know, gotten their success by just, you know, going in ego overdrive, if you will. And you can get a lot done and you can become successful. Guess what? There's a lot of imposter syndrome that can come with that too. So here you Absolutely. That, that is exactly the other side of the coin because in yeah. fact, this imposter syndrome is exactly the same thing that made you have that career. Because if you didn't feel that you were inadequate, you wouldn't be fighting so hard to prove to yourself that you are adequate. Yeah. Absolutely. And that comes with toxic parenting too. If your parents yeah. are toxic, um, you're out to like prove. And sometimes parents, you know, put pressure on like, oh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be this, you know, and oh you go God. be that. And yeah, talk about burnout. Like if you're not in love with what you're doing, you're totally going to burn out. And there is so much pain involved with all of that. So for you, if you could only name like one time, you know, in your life where you had the pain or intense pain, even what was it? What was it about? Was it emotional? Was it physical? Was it both? 
was 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 it emotional and then of course i was in a very <laughs> bad healthy condition but most of it was emotional because during the time i separated i lost my father i so th there was a lot going on and uh, he died you mean yeah he died yeah okay. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and and during the transition when i separated I, I didn't know where to go to sleep at night so i had this this bag and with all my clothes and that i had to iron up i had to find some place to iron them up because the next morning i had to go to, to the office and i had a very demanding job i was working like you know six days a week and even on sundays at times and i just didn't have any rest and so separation has been a big a big pain for you pain for you uh, for me yeah and and because i had my son that uh, that my, even my ex-wife that, that i still love her and i loved her but I, I just couldn't live a life of not sincere not authentic so i had to take that decision and so i felt like being the one inflicting the pain on everybody but at the same time i was suffering like, like as mad and so that that to me with all the combination of the other events like mm -hmm. the loss of my father and my mother didn't want to talk to me anymore and I lost a lot that really it's it's when this whole thing happened I was between 39 and and 42 and okay. uh, the thing is I broke down because I was still trying to resolve all these things as problems because this is like all the things that i knew about my, me right i was good at making a career i was good at achieving any goal that i had in mind so i i i thought you know i'm so good i'm so clever i'm so powerful i i'm gonna resolve this too and so that was the folly i've been persisting with Mm. until a point that became wise like William Blake would say right <laughs> so it wasn't a virtue that allowed me to surrender to pain but simply because I broke down and I, and I saw the futility of all this mental effort right and how about fear what's kind of that little story behind like your number one fear that you've had in your life what, my, my fear you was that I couldn't help those that needed the most. And I come from a family where there are, there were, uh, you know, my father was initially when I was a kid, I saw him as an authoritarian. Yeah. And the whole relationship changed as I grew and, and also as he grew. But there was a lot of victimhood had there. And I felt the, powerlessness of my mother and my sister ah. and i i thought you know i had to do something about it i had okay. I always wanted to do something about it so my fear was to not be able to help them and in fact i realized that that was a stupid thing because i my fear was not about for them but for me to feel that pain so I didn't want to feel that pain. Yeah, right. To see, to allow the people that you love the most yeah. to be who they are. 
even though it would be so much better if you could go to your mother or to your older sister and say, you know, I'm the needy one, but you can't do that, right? You can't do that <laughs> because they need you more. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you let go of mm-hmm. this need to be needy, then you see that really your fear was about you feeling the pain. Yeah, man. So it's all very much connected, you know, this pain, fear, and self-judgment. It's all it's all it's all the same thing because you you give yourself an idea that you believe so much in, and yeah. then you start building all this defensive wall against mm-hmm. pain, your pain, not other people's pain, your pain. Yeah. So when you allow that for yourself, then you allow it to others. And and that that's that's freedom. Yeah, it is for sure. So when you think about self-judgment, what's kind of that number one thing that um, you're guilty of, for lack of a better word, when it comes to self-judgment? What was kind of the biggest self-judgment? I, I, I always thought that I was the savior. Oh. And so okay. along with that, I brought a sense of guilt always within me. Okay. Because I couldn't help. Because I, I yeah. thought I was the savior, but I couldn't help because I, I could still see all the problems that were still there despite yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that was the first the first I think self judgment that really conditioned my my life until I saw that I was giving myself the story. So it's almost like a cycle <laughs> that you were kind of caught in a loop. Yes, yes. Interesting. Thank you so much, Dino. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Linda. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.